This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Lost Start of Communication podcast. We are very excited to announce that we are going to begin our friendship series which will be a series of episodes that talk about the different stages in beginning and cultivating and maintaining a friendship. So today we're going to start with the very basics on how to talk to strangers and how to meet people, especially as an adult when you might not be in a school setting or a situation where it's easy to have built-in friends. Then later we'll look into the next step. So once you meet a stranger and that you form and you become acquaintances, how do you then take that relationship to the next level to make it a friendship? We'll go into how to navigate long distance friendships. And we'll probably also even talk about when it's appropriate to end a friendship and sensitive ways that we can go about doing that. So as mentioned, today's episode is going to start with the very basics of talking to strangers. I love how you say very basics (laughs) because to me, this is something that's super hard. Um, It's something that I've been trying to work on, but while it might be the foundations and basics, it's not basic skill set for me. Um, But I know obviously being Trisha's friend for so long, she always tells me stories about how she meets random people and I'm always like, oh my goodness, how do you do that? Um, And having lived in New York and now having... Um, just moved to a new city. I think it would be awesome to kind of switch a little bit this episode where I am also going to kind of be like an audience member and learning from Trisha because um, I think that'd be a great way to do that. So this episode is going to be more of me interviewing Trisha and figuring out like what are some of her ideas of this topic and so we can all learn. So just to put it out there, small disclaimer, I am by no means perfect at talking to strangers. I'm not necessarily an expert on this, but this is something that over the years through traveling alone a lot, living in a city like New York where you do meet random people all the time, I have really reflected on how it is that we can strike up conversations with strangers. And to me, when everyone acts so surprised that I talk to a stranger, it is almost sad to me that people are so afraid to make conversation with people that they don't necessarily know. So if you're a child and your parents say don't talk to strangers, you do not need to listen to this episode. But if you're above the age of 18, (laughs) then please tune in. It's a good disclaimer. (laughs) Hopefully there's no eight-year-olds out there being like, I have to look into my podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) um, so, okay, so thinking about like what I want to know, something that is really hard for me is when I'm in a situation, say like a grocery store or um, public transportation or um, just waiting in line for something, I think it's really hard for me to strike up conversation because I'm used to trying to strike up conversation with people that I have a common interest with or that um, I can already like pick up on something to say. Or I just I just don't know how to do it in those like quicker situations like a line or like the subway or whatever. What are some things that you do? How do you kind of break that wall initially to... Um, start a conversation with people when there's no common ground really between you. Mm -hmm. 
so many thoughts on this. It's such a loaded question. But the first thing to remember is if you're in a grocery store with someone, you do have a common interest with them. You're in the same place. You can always find something to comment on. So in my experience, just reflecting on some of the times when I've made conversation with strangers, I feel like it's about 50% of the time they're talking to me and 50% of the time I'm talking to them. So it, when discussing this, we kind of have to break it into whether you want to be the person who's being approached or you want to do the approaching and starting the conversation. That's a good point. So going, looking at the first option, which is how I just, I'm at the grocery store and I want people to talk to me. So how do we do that? In general, you want to be open. So make yourself appear approachable. If you live in a city like New York where you're walking down the street and you can meet people literally on the street, don't wear headphones. If you're wearing headphones, you're going to send signals to people that you don't want to talk to them. I intentionally would put headphones in on the days when I didn't want to attract attention. I didn't want to talk to people. But if you have your headphones in and you're looking at your phone the whole time, people aren't going to talk to you because you don't appear open and approachable. Versus if you don't have your headphones in and you make eye contact with people. I think that's a big thing. Make eye contact with people on the street, with people on the subway, with people in the grocery store. If you don't make eye contact they're not going to want to start talking to you. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's really true. Sometimes I do that, though, and I do the, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the meme, but the awkward, like, closed mouth smile, just like, <laughs> I feel like that's usually where I end up in those situations. So it kind of comes to a standstill. So I like the idea of being approachable. I think that's um, something... I don't do very much because I, I always end up in that closed mouth smile situation where it's like, okay, anyways, so I would rather put my headphones in, which is probably a fault of mine, but <laughs> so I think that takes practice because if you, yeah, that definitely happens to me all the time where I do something, I try to smile at someone, it's super awkward and I'm like, oh, cringe, but who cares? Like they're never going to see you again. And just kind of yeah, letting, I think that's a huge point. just kind of letting go and knowing that you might do something silly, but they're probably not going to care. And especially if they're seeing a bunch of people every day, they're not going to remember you for having that awkward smile. They probably are more in their own world anyway. And just something to keep in mind through all of this is that these are absolutely things that can be learned. So I now get feedback from others that I am very open and approachable, But that was not, definitely was not always the case. And I was definitely not always comfortable talking to strangers. Very specifically, I remember in college, I was walking across campus and one of our friends named Alex Kenny told me later that he saw me (laughs) and he said, I saw you in Butler Plaza or whatever it was. And he said, and I did not want to talk to you because you look like a woman on a mission. You were like walking so fast and you had like this game face on. <laughs> and I was like, ew, I don't want to come across like that. Maybe you do. Maybe woman on a mission is what you want to give put out to the world. And that's appropriate sometimes for me too. But like in general, I want to be a person that people feel comfortable coming up and talking to if they see me on the street. 
I feel like I'm totally the woman on the mission all of the time. Even when I'm walking up to my boyfriend's house from my car, he's always like, oh, why are you in such a rush? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like really walking with a purpose. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's something that you want to change, like for me, I would meet people that were very happy and approachable all the time. And I wanted to be like them. And so if that's something that you want, so Molly, you have to think about it for yourself and really think, do I want to always be on a mission or do I want to have a different energy? And then if that is something that you want for me, it literally was a matter of telling myself, smile when I'm walking. I was just going to ask you about that. And remember we talked about this, um, we talk about it pretty frequently, but like how you will smile when you're just standing or walking or somewhere. And I'm always like straight up, just straight faced. Yeah. In the, what's funny about that is that in the beginning, I had to very consciously think about it. It's like, okay, I'm walking here. I'm going to force myself to smile. Not all the time, because there are some times when I, again, don't want to be engaged with strangers or people on the street. But I did it so much. I forced myself to smile so much that now I do it subconsciously. And I, the only way that I know that I do it is when people tell me or they come up to me and they say, why are you smiling? And I'm like, oh, I was smiling. And so it is, the whole point of this is saying it is something that can be learned. And if you practice it enough, you won't even have to think about it. Cool. And then so you said something earlier about how there's the two sides, how there's being approachable mm-hmm. or being the person to approach. Can you go into a little bit about how to approach people? Mm-hmm. Before I do that, the second step of being approachable is so you have or being the person that gets talked to is you have to have that open energy but then you also have to engage so let's Mm. say molly you're in the grocery store and you're smiling and you make eye contact with someone look at you and then they say oh it's so hot outside today and then you get (laughs) freaked out and you look away or dismiss them that's not going to go anywhere. That You're not going to cultivate a relationship with that person because you've dismissed them. You didn't engage with them. Yeah, I think probably being open is, is also inviting people to approach you because you're being approachable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's totally um, a good point, being like, when you are approachable, be ready to be approached. Yeah, and then act on it and engage. There are times that I can remember where I was walking down the street or something and someone made conversation or... Specifically, someone, this man commented on my earrings and I smiled and then I kept walking. And so I didn't engage with him. Had I stopped and said, oh, thank you. I bought them in Africa or whatever. Then we could have had a conversation, but I didn't engage. And looking back, I don't know if I missed out on being his best friend, but I, <laughs> I, afterwards I was like, oh, I probably could have stopped and made conversation. But I think our knee-jerk reaction sometimes when someone's talking to us, especially if you live in a city like New York where you're trained to not make eye contact and not look at anyone and everyone's creepy and everyone's the bad guy, then when someone does start talking to us, sometimes we go, we pull back. So I think it's really important when you're working on these things to not be afraid to reciprocate when someone does strike up conversation. Because remember, this is tricky stuff. This isn't easy. And so they're putting themselves out there by starting conversation with you. And then if you reject them, maybe they're not going to start conversation with the next person. And then it's just going to feed into this whole cycle of us being afraid to talk to strangers. Yeah. I think there's the line though of like, 
catcalling or like being in a sketchy situation or, or a sketchy environment or something, yeah, put on your game face and be the woman on a mission. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but if you feel safe and you feel like, yeah, I would want to be approached by somebody in this situation, then do all these kind of things. Right? Exactly. So if you, okay. for this is, you have to use your discernment. So if you, for. I'm totally picturing you in New York, sorry, like in like a sketchy alley being like, yes, come approach me. No, no. So like if you are a woman walking through a pack of construction workers, I would not recommend putting on a giant smile. You are going to call in that sort of attention that you don't necessarily want I don't want makes me uncomfortable so in those situations yeah put on your game face you don't have to be or put in your headphones or do something that look at your phone do anything to show that send that nonverbal message yeah exactly I remember when I first moved to New York and I was going shopping in Harlem and this man stopped me and was like that's a really nice handbag you need to like pull I forget exactly what he said but he basically was telling me to stop being so smiley he's like I can tell you're not from here and I was like he was trying to help me he was being nice and I was like okay cool thanks and so now when (laughs) after that when I would walk down that street I would definitely not show my same open energy that you'd want in other situations but really the first step is becoming aware of these things and yeah so reading your environment right Mm -hmm. that's a good point so then Molly you had asked me the other side of things, how to be the person who does strike up, yeah, the approacher. So how do we strike up conversation with someone when we're at the grocery store or walking down the street or whatever? So I thought it would be fun if I gave some examples of things that people said to me that ended up either I formed a friendship with them or we just had a conversation and went on our merry ways. But one of my favorites was I was standing in Union Square in New York City and (laughs) waiting for the light to change to cross the street. And this guy was like, oh, do you want the last bite of my pizza? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) But I made conversation. I could have dismissed and walked away. But I was like, no, thanks. I'm good. And so then we ended up chatting and then nothing really came of it. But it was a fun conversation. So I'm going to write down carrying extra pieces of pizza in my purse and offering it to everybody. Yeah, the reactions, <laughs> no, you might kidding. not get great reactions from that. I thought it was funny. So I engaged <laughs> with him. I don't know if everyone would do that, but it was I it love was it. Different. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So then another one that I thought was funny, I was on the subway. It was St. Patrick's Day, and I was wearing green eyeliner to be festive. And this guy was like, is that green blush on your eyes? <laughs> like, no, for those of you who don't know, blush is makeup you wear on your cheeks. So I explained to him, it's eyeliner. And then... <laughs> on my eyes. <laughs> yeah, so that was a good way to start conversation. In thinking about all this, I realized the trend was people were often commenting on something I was wearing. So I had a lot of people say, like, oh, those are nice earrings, because I wear... Just big earrings. And just, yeah, to paint a picture of Trisha, Trisha does, um, is very fashionable, always has like a statement something on. So I think that's kind of a cool, you don't have to, obviously, but I think that'd be something to recommend. Like Mm -hmm. I wear black usually, or like right now, literally I'm wearing a gray baggy sweatshirt. Like (laughs) I'm going to wear it to work. So (laughs) I don't usually have statement stuff, but I think that's something... 
that you do, right, Trisha? Well, okay, so this is something I wanted to ask you about, actually, because I'm hesitant to give that as advice, to say, like, okay, wear a statement piece so that people will talk to you, because that risks being inauthentic. I wear big earrings because I like big earrings. I'm not putting on my earrings intentionally to draw attention from strangers to have them say, like, oh, where'd you get those earrings? But keep in mind, if you have something, if you give people something to talk about, it's going to make it easier for them. So, I don't know. What do you think? I I don't really know either because, yeah, it's definitely not. I'm not into fashion. I do not, like, <laughs> I'm staring right now at my earring holder and I have not worn any of those <laughs> earrings in since I moved here. Um, so, I think, I think it's something to think about, like, whether it be clothing or whatever, like mm-hmm. maybe having something on you or something like, I don't know. It's just something to start a conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... That's a tricky one. It gives some... But it could even be like, like an, if you have an Apple Watch or whatever, mm-hmm. or like something like I have a ring, I guess. And for men, I guess it could be like, you know, they have like sports clothing and jerseys on mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, I wouldn't recommend changing your style for mm-hmm. it but I think like kind of thinking about like if you are going somewhere where you want to be approached so you're going to a party where you don't know many people or you're going um I don't know to a couple like your first couple weeks of work like maybe wearing something that like makes it easier for people to mm-hmm. strike up a conversation yeah and it doesn't actually have to exclusively be something that you're wearing it could be something you're doing so I had a lot of people totally. approach me in the park when I would be writing. I would just, I love writing and reading. And so people would say like, oh, what are you reading? Or, oh, what are you writing? And so that's a conversation starter. I it was in an airport once and my leg was really swollen and I was wrapping it up. They asked me, what, do you, what happened to your leg? That was a conversation starter. But... Don't break your leg to get a conversation, but... <laughs> keeping all these things in mind, if you're the person who wants to make conversation... Look for these little things in people. Even if it's Molly's gray baggy sweatshirt, you could say, oh, that sweatshirt looks so comfortable. Where did you get that? That's a conversation starter. And so, yes, you can do things to try to attract that attention, but if you want to take things in your own hands and talk to other people, comment on, just find something to comment on. And it doesn't have to be anything insanely clever. Yes, some of the funnier ones stand out to me, like the pizza crust guy, but... Also, he told me he asked me if I wanted his pizza because I was wearing, like, a hat that was different. And so that also stood out. But it doesn't have to be anything like that. You can literally just say, like, oh, what are you reading? Or I like your shoes. And just anything to get the conversation going. Yeah, I'll do that sometimes, like, at work. Um, with some of my coworkers, if I notice they're wearing something different um, or even with like just people that I like I'm in a book club and like if I'm um hanging out with them and they're wearing something different or or bringing something different Mm -hmm. I'll comment on something like that yeah and it's a good habit to get into the habit of noticing things like that so if you wanted to make a conversation with someone find something that they did or that they're wearing or that they have or it's doesn't have to be that difficult and it doesn't also have to be super clever I remember also, just all these incidents are coming to mind as we're talking about these things, but there was one time my friend and I were walking, again, in Union Square in New York City, and these two guys came up to us and were literally, like, 
cute girls aren't from here. And I'm like, yeah, how did you know? And like, you're too happy looking. So it could just be like being happy. Mm-hmm. Just letting yourself stand out a little bit even. Yeah. Or just being observant is a big thing too. So one time I was walking down the steps of the subway and this, this girl like had a scarf on and she like threw the scarf around her neck and when she did it, it smacked the guy behind her in the face. <laughs> I thought it was really That's funny. Amazing. And so I started laughing. And so then the guy looked at me that got smacked in the face and he starts laughing too. And so then we started chatting. And so that's a way to strike up conversation. So for those of you who don't live in New York City and are like, well, I don't ride the subway. I don't encounter hundreds of people every day on my commute to work which is no longer a reality for me anymore either now that I live in Georgia and I drive everywhere. It's a little bit harder in situations like in suburban situations to meet people randomly. But you're still going to the grocery store. You might still go to the park. You still can go to the gym. And in all those places, really being observant and trying to comment on what's going on with other people can be a way to meet some of those strangers. And I think a point on that, um, that I always try and do is if I could do something online or if I could do something not in person, I try and make a point to do it in person. So Mm -hmm. I could order my coffee by staying in the drive-thru in my car. I could order my groceries online. I could, um, take a walk in the area that like has no people, or I could go sit in a park where I know there are people, Mm -hmm. or I could go to the grocery store, or I could go inside to my coffee, um, and give myself more opportunities to be in with people that are strangers to me. I love that. I do that too, because now I try to for example, go to coffee shops to do work instead of just sitting at home on my computer all day long, just to have a chance to have that interaction. So I just want to point out a lot of my stories sound like men approaching me in the city. And I just, (laughs) I realize every single one, but I just want to point out that it doesn't have to be the case. So two of my really good friends in New York, I met randomly. One I met at a bar And one I met waiting in line at, we both went to this little talk thing and we were waiting in line for wine and, or snacks or something at the end. And I went by myself. She was there with this other girl and I felt awkward standing there by myself. So I literally said to her, have you been to this event before? Not clever, nothing insanely witty about that. It was the most basic statement. Have you been here before? She started chatting with me, ended up being such a social person that she invited me to so many different things in New York. She actually invited me to do a seminar for an organization she worked with about the art of conversation. And it was on my way to that seminar that I texted Molly and I said, hey, I think we should start a podcast. And hence, because I asked her, have you been here before? The podcast was born. (laughs) Just saying, you can start friendships by meeting strangers, too. It doesn't always have to be, you know, trying to go on a date or something. <laughs> and I think that's a good point. Like, I, that is my most used phrase is, have you, have you been to this thing before? Or, like, whatever it is. If I go to a meetup or if I go to um, a restaurant or something, I'm like, oh, have you been here before? And it's not witty. But it usually opens the door, and that's all you really need. Um, 
I think it's super helpful. Exactly. That's all that matters. People so often, like even my clients sometimes will ask me like, well, I want to say something memorable. I want to put myself out there. For me, it doesn't usually work. If I'm trying to be say something clever, it just doesn't happen. If I let my guard down and just do it, then maybe sometimes I can do that. But usually it's like, let me just get the conversation going. Yeah. One t- Molly, do you remember when we took our road trip and we were in a, we were at a bar in Albuquerque and you were sitting next to my right and then there was this guy sitting to my left and we started chatting and the three of us were all talking and then at the end yes. Molly was like how did you start that like how did that conversation start literally all I said to him was where are you from so boring everyone asked that question but it doesn't matter but if no one remembers it ended up being like a good 15 20 minute conversation and it was a really friendly guy yeah and so it's like everyone obsesses not everyone but I feel like sometimes there's a lot of pressure to say the right thing and it really doesn't matter it's just getting the conversation going that matters and I think just yeah anything you say is kind of like an a hidden signal of like hey I want to talk because I think that's all people need too and that could be either like making eye contact and like not darting away or saying something mundane like where are you from but it always opens up to a opportunity and um allowance to talk to you mm-hmm. so it's interesting thinking about what you said in the very beginning was how do I talk to people who I have no common ground with and again you do have common ground with them so for again using a subway example one time I met someone because it was really crowded and we just looked at each other and we're talking about how crowded it was. Or there was some man, another time it was someone was singing and we on the, like a subway performer and we started talking about that. So you do have something in common with this person. You're in the same place. Yeah. You have a shared experience. It's really true. And I think that's the scariest part of like realizing that, um, and really being like, Oh yes, there is something we can talk about mm-hmm. um and I think sorry the scariest part I misphrased that one of the scariest things is like when you are sitting on a bar and you do strike up a conversation with someone because that shows vulnerability of like hey I, I want to talk to you like it makes me so nervous it's like oh what if he thinks that I want to like sleep with him after this or if, what if he thinks that like I want him to buy all my drinks like no you can clarify your message during the conversation but like opening up just allowing that conversation to start is is a little vulnerable but you can always change the message. It's incredibly vulnerable, and that's what makes this difficult is because you there's always a chance of rejection. What if this person doesn't want to talk to me? And so really keep that in mind. When someone does approach you, try not to reject them right away. To at least engage in conversation and be friendly because there's no reason not to. But that's a good point you make, Molly, about like being a woman approaching a man in a bar. Like, what is he going to think if I do this? That That's a real thing and you have to be careful with how you navigate that and so if you're not wanting it to be something more than friendly then make sure that your tone and your words and your body language signal that like hey I'm just trying to Mm -hmm. talk yeah totally totally um all right so this turned into more of a conversation Mm -hmm. and I kind of like that I had more to add than I thought I did which is great um but is there anything else you want to add Trish I know like you have so many good stories and like just this this is something that you love and are so passionate about so I want to give you the space to kind of fill in any details well thank you for that I think the most important thing to remember is as I mentioned before 
this might not come naturally for you. It doesn't mean it never will. I have a friend who will always say, how do you meet so many people on the subway? I'm just not like that. I'm not a smiley person. I'm not an open person. But I wasn't always this way either. And so if it's something that you really want to change, you can. And that doesn't mean being inauthentic to yourself. I feel so much more like myself knowing that I put in the work to do this thing that now I feel comfortable doing because now I'm allowed to be myself with so many more people. Whereas before I was too nervous or shy or anxious to do it. Mm -hmm. So the point of all that being, don't be afraid to try it. And if it fails, it will, it will. There, I have so many awkward experience stories, but it doesn't matter because you probably won't see that person again if you do whatever. And once it does work, then you'll realize it's not as hard as you once thought and it'll start to become easier and start to be, eventually it's going to be subconscious and come to you naturally to the point where you don't even have to think about it anymore. So I'm reading a book right now, a novel that um, has nothing to do with this conversation, but um, there's a quote in it that I think m- makes sense for this and it said, every relationship is a failure until it's not. So like, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool because... It's not going to work sometimes, Mm -hmm. but there's going to be a lot of times when it does work. Yeah. Um, That's funny because like half my stories that I'm thinking of that we just talked about, half of them I never saw that person again. Others turned into really great friendships or guys that I dated. And so you can meet strangers. And that's another thing. Don't be afraid to talk to strangers if you're an adult. That's my thing. Yeah. It's like... People would always say, like, why do you talk to people on the train? That's so creepy. Why is it creepy? I'm on the train. You're on the train. Everyone takes the train in New York City. It's not creepy. Use your discernment. Again, like we said before, if you're in a sketchy area, you don't want to be putting yourself out there too much. But if you're in Whole Foods, talk to people. It doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. So take home. What is some of your take home advice, Trisha? My take home would be... Within the next week, talk to one stranger. Doesn't matter where. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to do it because if you, the more you overthink it, the harder it's going to be. You just have to dive in, make conversation with a stranger, not like your waiter or a barista or something like that, but some person who you want to have a conversation with or who you don't really care about having a conversation with, but just do it for practice. Just talk to someone. And see how it goes and see how you feel about it after. My advice to take it a little bit like from to make it a little easier too, in case that seems scary to you, because that seems really scary <laughs> to me, <laughs> is talk to three strangers that could be like a barista or a waiter, but like extend it a little mm. bit. So instead of being with a barista and being like, thanks, here's a change, bye, you can be like, oh, thanks. Oh, by the way, what's your name? I see you all the time here. Mm-hmm. Or you could say like, oh, by the way, like I love um, your new hair color. Whatever it might be, someone that like is a service person, do three of those, but extend the conversation a little bit. Yeah, so, or maybe ask them like, how's your day going? or ask a question yeah yes oh a question yes good good advice i love it cool thank you for listening if you have any questions comments concerns feel free to email us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com or find us on social media we are on facebook and instagram dm us facebook message us comment do all the things And stay tuned for the next episode in our 
friendship series. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.